Hey everybody, thanks for checking out this week's episode of My First Sketch at MyFirstSketch.com. I'm Josh Hyom. As always, feel free to subscribe to the show on iTunes or on SoundCloud to get it automatically. You can catch the show on the Stitcher app as well if you use that. Like the podcast on Facebook at Facebook.com slash MyFirstSketch. You can email me at Josh at MyFirstSketch.com and follow me on Twitter at MyFirstSketch. So we are in the second week of the premiere of the new Fit House Team Fezziwig, formerly known as Codename Bacchus. But today's episode was recorded several weeks ago because I planned way in advance generally. So there's a few pieces of information that aren't totally timely, but it's still a fun one because today's guest is Andrea Duffy, currently the head writer of Fezziwig. Her first sketch is called Mrs. 10,000. Andrea plays Jen... Sarah Carter plays the MC, and I play the creepy old man in addition to giving the stage directions and visual information. So let's go to the sketch. Jen enters wearing her backpack, her eyes on her phone. Old guy enters from the opposite notices Jen as they cross paths. Hey! Jen tenses for a fraction of a second and ignores him and keeps walking. Hey, sweetie! You'll never land a husband with your pretty face in that thing! Jen stops, noticeably uncomfortable as old guy exits. Suddenly, lights flash, you win, music plays, MC enters, she looks like a game show host. Congratulations! That was just your 10,000th cat call! Wow, 10,000 already? I knew I was getting up there, but I didn't know it was that close. Remember last month when you didn't do so great on your anatomy midterm? Really upped your numbers in the hey baby you should smile category. But let's show you what you've won. Prizes? Wow, what did I win? The MC hands Jen a framed stock photo of a woman walking next to the car. Next to a car. First, we have a tendency to flinch from cars that roll down their windows. Oh, wow. I was already working on this. What else? Confused feelings at realizing you feel a little bit validated, but also grossed out. I didn't even have the words to describe that feeling until now. But wait, there's more (gasps) since this is also a level up for you. Hands Jen a drawing of angry eyebrows. Here are some extra frown lines for your resting bitch face. Wow, cool. That's sure to stop stop some of them in their tracks, right? (laughs) No. You'll find a strong resting bitch face will just get you to a million that much faster. What happens at a million? One free pass to politely but firmly tell a stranger you don't want to go out with him without the fear that he'll become enraged and start following you screaming that you're the C-word. Oh my god, that would be amazing. But a million is so far away, I'll never get there. Oh honey, I think you'll be surprised. See you in a couple of years. Hey Andrea. Hi. Alright, so tell me about this idea. Um, well, uh... I just, hmm. Or where did this idea come from? Like, I life. mean, obviously, <laughs> obviously life, but what, right, then what triggered writing it? I, 
I like to make fun of things that are terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like to take the things that happen to women and me and in life and just make them absurd to kind of defang them. Right. Uh, but so why write it? What, what, what was your start point to writing sketch comedy? Like why, why would you do this? It was, I was added to the brought to you by show at fit comedy. Okay. Um, last August. And I thought it was going to be like a kind of admin assistant type role. Like I could be in the sketches. I could like mm-hmm. wrangle the, the drafts and the tech scripts and stuff. Um, and then my roommate came home and was like, Hey, so scripts are due for, <laughs> for um, uh, next week. And I'm like, um, Oh, I have, I have to write. Okay. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, and the theme was school. Okay. So I kind of ate a seed it, which is the reason that I didn't make it into the show is because it's not as schooly as another one that yeah, I Yeah, it takes place that. on yeah. a college campus, but yeah, it's not necessarily. It's like, uh, it's but it could also school. take place everywhere else in the world. And it does. Yes. <laughs> all the time. Uh, so I was like, yeah, walking home from school, that's the experience that a lot of us have. Mm-hmm. Let's make it a thing. Let's make it a bigger deal. Let's blow it out for higher stakes sure. than it feels like. So. Um. So your first experience to write sketch was brought to you by? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, so let's start at the beginning. What did you like going? What did you, what made you laugh as a child? What, what were you watching? What was your like favorite comedy things? As a child. Oh. <laughs> um, what did, what did I like when I was little? I liked serious stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like what? Um, well, I was super into Disney movies, but not like the fun ones. <laughs> like, <laughs> like um, the cartoon, like Hunchback of Notre Dame was my favorite. Okay. Um, which is the dreary one. And I, don't, Mulan. I don't think I ever saw it because I think that was right when I aged out it's of like so good. of Disney movies and like I didn't care about them anymore because like um, maybe just, you know, being a boy like at that age. It's very princessy. Uh, there was, I can't remember like the order of, but like Lion King, you know, that that Little Mermaid, Aladdin, Lion King, Beauty and the Beast, that like, and they're out of order there, but, and then after Lion King, I didn't care until yeah. Pixar showed up or, which, so like I missed Hunchback, Pocahontas, Mulan, which. Oh, Mulan is so good too. <laughs> That's my other favorite one. Again, probably because <laughs> I was a boy and, you know, Disney princesses didn't really right. do anything for me, but, uh, and probably like 10 years old or 12 years old. Uh, so, all right, Hunchback of Notre Dame, what, like, what else is there? Like, what's your, then what would be your introduction, your introduction to comedy? I did, used to love to watch old SNL. Okay. On VH1 when they used to have it on, mm-hmm. at like, three in the afternoon. Uh, okay, so, so yeah. if you, this, this is my pet, que- like, my pet question, everyone gets asked this, who's your favorite cast member from Saturday Night Live? Oh, is it, is it Amy Poehler, or is it, um, Maya Rudolph? I'm like weigh the pros and cons. I let's know. let's put check marks on each side. Like which one is it? Um, Pick one. Oh God, I'm gonna say fully knowing that the loser is gonna find out. And I know, I know. <laughs> what if I meet Maya Rudolph and she's like, "Why did you go with Amy?" All right, so you went with Amy. I so went with Amy. Okay, so Amy, why Amy? Um, I think she's she's been out more in the community in terms of like helping other people. Mm. Not okay. from a purely comedic perspective. Right. But also, she does have that um, very, like, not edgy, but, like, frantic, um, excited kind of style, that kind of manic okay. that she can play that's 
a little bit traditionally unfeminine. Um, like, I don't know if anyone else feels this way, but one of my favorite Amy Poehler sketches is where she's a little girl. I think it's Caitlin. Yep. yep. And her stepdad and, is Rick. Rick. Yeah, yeah. Like just her running around, Rick, 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 like is hilarious to me. Yeah. And, or yeah. what is it? The There's an episode where she's looking to buy drums and the music store salesman's trying to like push his own band. And she's like, oh, that sounds cool. I don't want to go. Don't make me go. <laughs> like that interplay, that sketch is just so funny to me. Um, uh, yeah. So, all right. Uh, what's your introduction to comedy in Philadelphia? Like, how do you find out about it? How do you? My get therapist into it? made me take an improv class. Wait, what? Yes, right. That's a thing. <laughs> no, I. She was like harping on me until I finally did it because I circled it for probably months. Okay, in the so way like, that people with anxiety do things. <laughs> so you're. At, you're with your therapist, and yeah. how, how does, like, improv even come up? Like, I mean, I don't want to, like, breach any, like, doctor-patient right. confidentiality things well, let here. Me, I brought like, my file. Right, um, but, like, <laughs> where does that happen? I had always been a theater kid. And oh, okay, so we yeah. can talk about theater, too. I, like, I mean, I guess technically that's also my intro to comedy. I was always the comedic foil, okay. like the character actress in that. Um, but in, in Philly, I was – I my day job, I'm a radio DJ. right. And I'm in a studio all by myself all day. Right. And I missed kind of growing up in that theater, collaborative, mm-hmm. being around other creative people. I kind of missed that. And I was like, oh, I don't want to take an improv class. And she had to just like convince me for months and months. Okay. And then I finally did it. Um, all right. So you're a theater kid. Yeah. Like all through like middle school, high school, doing all the plays. Com- yeah, yeah. Any like community thing? Like, no. Uh, just what, high school. High school. What musicals. was your like favorite role? doing theater in high school I was I was the witch of the west in the wizard of oz okay. my senior year okay and I always played the villain and I got a little sick of it so <laughs> it was the first time I learned uh, as an actor that you have to always be on your character's side right right so I played her as this like queen she carried herself very highly Mm -hmm. she was very like she was still like an evil witch but she was more like a maleficent kind of character than a crone like it wasn't that uh margaret hamilton like right uh you know like she was air stab people with a fake broom right right she was not comic (laughs) at all i made children cry it was great it's great (laughs) it's great making children i'm all for making children cry (laughs) um all right so you do theater as a kid and, and you're a DJ on the radio. And I didn't realize that you were alone in the studio. I thought like maybe at least someone else was there just no, to like, hang nobody. out. Um, so it's just you and cartridges and well, yeah. cartridges. Cartridges. Like, <laughs> what is there? Were. What are you like <laughs> Joey and Jesse on full house with their cartridges? No, like with, you know, CDs or even all digital or it's all digital. Now I touch nothing. Ugh, that's that just even worse. Cause there's no, like, no, I know I have nothing, no to catalog. Do. Like, I hope my boss doesn't hear me say, I have nothing to do <laughs> I in hate there. My job. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so you're by yourself in a, in a radio booth. Yeah, we actually have a rule that no one's allowed to, quote, come bother me in the studio, so no one enters. Like, is that a rule because of you, or is that just in general? No, no. Like, <laughs> no uh, it's just it's a station rule. He doesn't, my boss doesn't want us to get distracted. He doesn't want salespeople like bothering us. Right, okay. But it cuts both ways. It's a double edged sword. Right, because I mean, like, at no some point, you do want someone to be like, hey, yeah. I'm in a five song rock block. Let's. Yeah. Let's try a little bit. Like, all right. Uh, so, so what's your first thing with, so I'm assuming it's fit. Like mm-hmm. you walk into fit. Who was your uh, first teacher? What, what's your first class? 
Fred Brown, Improv 101. Okay. Um, have you done the full gamut of classes? Of improv? improv, yes. Okay, 201. Who does 201? Greg Mon. Three. Mike Marbach. Four. Nick Gillette. And have you done conservatory? Conservatory with Kristen Shear. Okay, which was that? What was that conservatory class? Like oh, what was we the are Wilhelm, the team. We do the movies that smush into each other. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Multi-genre. Genre. All right. Um, so you get asked to be a part of Brought to You By, and you because think it's an administrative role more than anything. Yeah, because my roommate was on it, Who's Christopher Hodge, Okay. who I met the first day of Improv 101 with Fred Brown. Okay. And um, now we live together. And he's like, yeah, uh, we don't have any girls on the show. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like, do you want to just come like be in the show? So were that, was that the case when uh, Emma and Julia Hudson or like Julia had left. Right, okay, yeah. so. And Emma and I came in at the same time. Okay. So you were replacing. the. We Julia. were the ladies. Yeah. yeah okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, so what was that experience like of writing sketch for the first time for wraparounds for videos like that? It's, it was a weird experience because I didn't know if I was any good at it. Sure. I had never taken a sketch class. I had never written a sketch. I had never been to sketch up. Which is all just like, there's a part of me as, as a sketch purist that's just like, oh my God, like what, what's happening here? No sketch class. Like, I think I you're the screw first. Screw you, No, bitch. Not, not like that. It's just like, you're the first person in a while that, I, that I've talked to that hasn't done like the sketch 101s within yeah. this time. Like, cause a yeah. lot of people that their first sketch that they bring with me is from 101. It's like their parody or their fish out of the water that you'll learn if you take a one. I know. <laughs> that's a, that's uh, a horrible thing for yeah, me to say. The, the head writer of Fitz's newest sketch team has, <laughs> has never, never been taken. in a sketch class. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so, okay. So brought to you by, which has since canceled or yeah. moved on. Um, yeah. Did you write a lot with them? Like, is this, have you done multiple sketches and stuff through brought to you by? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. This actually, I submitted two sketches okay. for our first sit down because I wrote this and I was like, ah, oh, it's not really school ish. Right. Like it's not, I kind of A to C the theme. So in case they went like the theme, the theme, mm. I got an idea and I sat down like 15 minutes and wrote another one. And that ended up being in the show. Okay. Which, so, what was that? That was, um, it was mapping Olympic gymnastics over the high school hallway Okay. So it was the, there were two commentators on the side, and they were going, "Oh, here's Jimmy. He's winding up for his first pass of the year. Ooh, a Game of Thrones T-shirt. That's a bold move. That's gonna score him points with the nerd judge." Okay. Okay. Yeah. I see. Okay. So that's a fun. That's a fun concept. Like, um, so it's not necessarily like gymnastics. It's like when you said that, I was thinking like Hodge is gonna figure skating. Hodge is gonna like you know do a cartwheel, which would have been fantastic, but. Uh, That's a good idea. He's on Bacchus <laughs> with me, so that might. Uh, Put in your book, Hodgley with Cartwheel. Yeah. Like, uh, all right. So now you're on. Uh, so Wilhelm. Yes. Like, is that a? That's. That's you guys still do things like. Ugh, we we just got booked for Charm City, and it'll be the first time we've been together since DCM last June. Oh wow. So, okay. So I mean, so you guys are still together, but not like actively yeah. every. Yeah. My month main improv is Clamor of Harpies. Clamor of Harpies. With okay. Sarah, who read right. my script. Yeah. Uh, I knew there was one, and I totally forgot what it was because yeah. I don't take notes or do research. Clamor of Harpies. Where does this begin? It was. I think it was New Year's last year. Uh, I knew Sarah, and she was like, "Oh, I'm." starting up 
an all-lady team. What was it? It was because I was complaining about something. Yeah, I forget what it was that I was complaining about. Men. And you sent me a message that was like, oh, oh, oh. It was one of those times when bad things happen. Oh, it was that one of those viral articles okay. from a woman in comedy about terrible things men do. And everyone in the fit community was like, and they were like, oh, if I saw this happen, I would totally shut it down. I would never allow this to happen. <laughs> so I took to Facebook, as one does, and I was like, here are incidents described in a very general sense was that y'all that, have been in. So that was the snowstorm weekend. Cause that I, was not. not, not was okay, else. that was. This was, yeah, it predicated that. Was it like, yeah, it took a long time. Okay, to so okay, it wasn't that big, awful unraveling of everything that awful ever happened right ever. it wasn't the snowstorm uh okay so so this viral ar- article and your yes our uh, reaction to it okay so then how does that get to an improv team like sarah sent me a message and said hey uh, i'm starting an all-lady team do you want to be on that like that'll be more fun okay um and it'll solve all the problems that you're talking about here like <laughs> there won't be any men to do these what kind of like pro- like what kind of problems were you like like was it the oh oh Sarah's like <laughs> you're right do you, do you want us to go in because we'll go in no because I don't I don't re- <laughs> can I don't you get this, me some tea <laughs> I don't remember this post like I don't know if it was in, like the in what, how do you guys say like improvery like That's or was it in the full like actual it was in the actual the community I saw people sharing it it was okay. um a woman describing how her scene became a gang rape. And no one stopped it in class. Oh, okay. You're, I don't know if okay. you remember that. You're talking, okay. Um, yeah. Like within like improv class, like. Right. Yeah. Okay. I think I do vaguely remember this now because I was just like, how does that happen? Like, because even, well. even, well, even <laughs> I'm just like, like, that's not how this should have been. Right. <laughs> like, right. any normal person should have been like, what's happening here? Like, but, you know, I don't take improv, so. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's strange. You There's know? a certain point yeah. where no comes into yes and, like, where the scene shouldn't be how it's going, I feel. Yeah, there's a, there's a downside to yes and. We talk about this, Sarah and I, in our podcast, Sarah and Andrea Should Smile. Okay. Um, new episodes coming soon from Fit Comedy Rock <laughs> Network <laughs> about yes and can be manipulated by abusive people. Yes. Because if you're trained that you're always supposed to say yes to them, they will put you in situations where mm-hmm. you feel bad if you don't say yes or right. are made to feel bad by the community. Allegedly. So that's kind of a step that we're taking as a community to kind of figure that out mm-hmm. and be aware of that. Um, but it all stems from things like that article. Right. So Clamor of Harpies. Yes. All female group. Yes. Who all's within the Clamor of Harpies? Me, Sarah Carter, Amanda Bailon, uh, Erica Gooch, and Clara Menton. Okay. And that's your more full-time improv group yes. I, i've seen things around but i don't see improv shows very often we're um, good i mean you, we have two <laughs> uh there's one in april this uh, will there go are two in april after that <laughs> you can go to grape room on april 18th or improv under the l on april 17th what else there <laughs> oh we went to san diego improv festival that's right because i think that's when i first was like wow why san diego like who's going to san diego like i didn't like now granted i didn't know san diego had an improv festival because i don't like scroll through all the uh, cities because um 
was it Rumi's going to Omaha or something? I was I like, know. what is this? What is Omaha? <laughs> I'm like, Joe, what's there? I think they just want to get that pizza that's at the McDonald's that's an hour and a half away. So there's, going, wait, there's pizza at a McDonald's? The only McDonald's that sells pizza is a 90-minute drive from Omaha. So I think that's part of the decision <laughs> to go to the Omaha Improv Festival and then go get this pizza at McDonald's. Because even when, like... <laughs> I mean, everyone has their reasons. Because <laughs> even when, like, Barbara Bush went to Indianapolis, I was like, Indianapolis? How do you pick Indianapolis? Like, I know. I mean, now, granted, they're all fine, wonderful cities, but, like... You know, Toronto, Montreal, they're the ones right. that you hear about more. So, all right. So, Climber Harvey's go to San Diego. How was that? So fun. Oh, it's so much fun. Like, did you actually have, like, San Diego time? Or yes. Just... We went up. We were out there for, like, five days. Sarah was out there for even longer. Uh, and we just we just did, went on a group vacation with an improv show in the middle of it. Right. It was so fun. Which sounds like the way yeah. to do it. Which I would like, probably not do in Omaha. No, because, <laughs> oh, uh, I mean, how many times can you go see, like, the sets of Alexander Payne movies, like that movie Nebraska, like all of his movies are. In, I didn't uh, even see the movie Nebraska. Uh, Nebraska, uh, Citizen Ruth, and Election all take place in Omaha because that's where he's election. from. Yeah, I don't know that's how much nice. like if there's like a, an election tour, which I think there should be. There should be. Although I don't know how many tourists are going to Omaha, and I, I think I think I might be one of the only people to be like, yeah, let's do that. Like, <laughs> Let's go see where election was, was shot. Well, cool. Now that I shaded Omaha, I can never <laughs> set foot in the Omaha Improv Festival. Uh, you, <laughs> we heard about it. Uh, we're going to totally make it Omaha versus Andrea Duffy now. Like Ugh. That's the campaign out of this, out of Suck this it, podcast. Omaha. <laughs> All right. So uh, am I missing anything until we get to Bacchus? Like any other fun projects that you've done? Anything? I was on my first ever improv team was No Ghosts. No ghosts, okay. No, I don't I've, know if you remember them. We had I've like heard of no people. ghosts with Hodge and yeah, yeah. When I talked to him and uh, McGee, I think, and yeah, a couple yeah. other people, uh, and then now you're the head writer on Bacchus. Yes. How does that happen? They were putting out for a new sketch team, and mm-hmm. I was on Brought to You by, so I had some sketches, mm-hmm. and I was talking to Hodge, and I was like, "Do you think that I should? Because I've never taken a class. Like, I only got on Brought to You by because you needed a girl, and I'm your roommate, like." He's like, just, just submit, just submit. So, and I had to get special permission. So, so you were, okay. So you did submit, like you weren't. Yeah. They didn't like come to my right house. And okay. Say, because that's, it wasn't uh, like some I YA to, novel. Like. <laughs> well, I talked to Sam Russell a couple weeks ago and she had mentioned that when she was asked to be the director, they asked who she wanted as head, head writer. And she was like, Christian Alsis, or I'm not doing this. Like, wow. which I didn't, which I assumed was the same case with this, where they picked a director and the director, not that you had to submit. Uh, so what was in your submission? Do you remember like any of the sketches that this Mr. 10,000 one was this okay. one that we read, um, the popularity floor exercises one that I told you about mapping mm-hmm. the, uh, what else? Passive aggressive smoke alarm. <laughs> so I'm assuming that's just like a, a, a smoke alarm. That's it's, it's not like a shrill smoke alarm. It's like a cool smoke alarm. That's like not going to bother you if you don't want to leave. But you maybe should. Oh, uh, so like, hey, you're in danger, possibly. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like a, yeah, it's a bunch of business dudes sitting at a table, and the smoke alarm is like, um, I don't, I don't want to bother you. Okay. Um, I don't mean to interrupt, but like, if this is a stupid idea, just tell me. That's actually, I like that. That's a fun one. Yeah. Um. So Bacchus, how's that going so far? Great. We are getting ready for our first show in May. It's yeah. May, April, May, May. May. It should be May because I'm and plant May. planned out for May. For okay. This. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know what is happening in my life. So it's. 
And I think Bacchus is going to become the group that I almost finished first because I've got a lot of the members yes. before Bacchus. And then I think I'm only like down to one. You had Hodge. You had Alyssa. I had Alyssa. Me I think Alexis. Alexis is the... Because I'm sure you had Patrick. Patrick was, yeah, one yeah. of the first. All right. So how's the, the, how's the process going so far? It's good. It's good. Um, so fun. Cause we just met our actors. Right. Cause that was, that just came out. Uh, Hodge told me that back is, was going to be a bit dark. Yes. Uh, we all have a weird sense of humor. Okay. So, <laughs> well, I mean, I know that cause like, I mean, Patrick first off is generally a very dark comic. Like he's not even the darkest one. Well, I would say like, you know, <laughs> well, Patrick Wright sketches like you're generally in for a dark time with them. Like, and sometimes it's too dark or like, you know, like I think I told him to like put a little joy in the middle of a show just to like get yeah. a little upper in the middle. He will. I think our darkness comes from it's kind of the same idea that's in that's in my first sketch that I brought is taking a really dark situation. Right. And then putting light and humor and wit and kind of a dry twist on it into that. Yeah. Because, I mean, you know, catcalling in your sketch is not like. It's a shitty thing. It's you yeah. shouldn't, like it shouldn't be it's happening. It's not funny in itself. But turning it on its ear and being like, "Oh, ten thousandth episode, yay!" Like, yeah, you know that stupid. I don't know, like if stores actually did this or this is just like a like a sitcom trope where like, "Oh, you're our one millionth customer," and like right. lights flash and everything, and right, you know, doing it that way. It's totally. Um. So, what are you watching now? Like, what's making you laugh now? I finally watched my way through Parks and Rec. <laughs> I haven't done that yet. Oh, so good. I think I'm still like season three or so. Yeah, I um, that. Sam like, B. Sam B. Uh, all right. I had an issue with one of the sketches that they she did a couple weeks ago. Okay. Uh, where she was making fun of the governor of Wisconsin. There was a segment where she was making fun of the governor with of the governor of Wisconsin, if I can say words correctly. Uh. About what he ate. Oh, Scott Walker's sad food blog. Yeah, like, I don't know. There's some, just something about, like... Because he eats a ham sandwich every day or something. But, like, there was all, like, it turned into, like, weird things about, like, other, like... I don't want to say, like, delicacies, because it's Wisconsin and delicacies, whatever. But, like, you know... Hey, don't come for the cheese curds. That's what I'm saying, like, cheese and stuff. Like, yeah, like, Wisconsin's for cheese, like... Of course, the governor of Wisconsin is going to celebrate cheese. Like, that's how that's supposed to be. Like, I don't know. It it felt weird to me. Like, I don't know. Yeah, it was kind of making fun of the fact that he's a boring-ass dude and also kind of a monster governatorially. Well, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, like, let's go for that instead yeah. of, like, oh, he eats a ham sandwich. Like, yeah. that's an odd choice of where to go. Yeah, um, like you can you can be nefarious in real life, but your Instagram is just all struggle plates. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> um, so, all right. So, Bacchus, do we have a name yet? I no. Mean, we're kicking some around. Do you have a list? Uh, yeah, we have a very think, short uh, list. <laughs> I think when I talked to Dan McClory from, a, from the decoy, I talked to him right before the decoy opened it. And I was like, do you, have a, do you have a list? He's like, yeah, we've got 80-something names like on a list. I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, what is that? Like, Why would you even... Take the time to write down 80 names. I think they like, just threw, like, 10? every possibility, like, out there. Like, other than this dark, weird sensibility, what can we expect from Bacchus? Um, let me think about our sketches. Love, really. There's a lot of... Um, the people in the sketches 
the characters, and mm-hmm. I think it's because a lot of us do have a strong improv background, the characters are usually more at odds with their situation than each other. Mm-hmm. Um, which is more compelling to me, and it's the reason I liked Parks and Rec a mm-hmm. lot, because I like when people like each other. Yeah, like, I I was thinking about that um, recently with, I don't, I don't know what I was watching or something, but like, I really got, I've gotten tired with sitcoms where this group of friends are constantly at each other's necks, like, right. Or are constantly making fun of each other. Or this, the husband wife sitcom where you're like, why are you married? Yeah. Where they're always so against each other, like, you know, butting heads all the time, which I know happens in real life, but like, why are we, I think it was big bang theory. Cause they're constantly oh. making fun of each other. They're constantly like, yeah pointing out each other's flaws I'm like why do you hang out with each other like right if you're not being paid millions of dollars as actors to do that like I don't know it just it feels so antithetical to what comedy should be when like the 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 con the um the conflict between the two characters are just like so hate-based compared to like let's do this together like Parks and Rec is very much like we are in this together like right I don't think there's really any any character that hates another, like the April, uh, April Rashida Jones kind of thing, might be the biggest case of that. I think probably at least from, and, but even then, it's not like I'm, you know, like, but still, okay. Yeah, uh, they're on the same team. Like life is hard enough. Life is absurd. Yeah, let's let's work together. We're on the same your circle team. of friends. Let's actually be friends and do right. this together. Uh, so, all right, we've mentioned favorites, SNL, and you've totally thrown Maya Rudolph under the bus. I'm sorry, Maya. I'm sorry. I love you. I love you so much. But not as much as Amy. Not as much. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. So, why comedy? Why do you hang out with Clamor Harpies? Why do you do Bacchus? Why, like... What is the the draw to comedy? Sarah just gave me a look. Like, tell me. Tell me why. Well, my harpies I love so much, obviously. They're wonderful. But because life is hard. Life is hard. And life is dark. And my life has been pretty hard and pretty dark. And I think that when you can see darkness that's that deep, mm-hmm. you the light looks so much brighter. And... It's almost a method of defiance mm-hmm. to say to a world that's so colossally like against you, you can't take my enjoyment of my own life. Right. Like I, I'm still having fun. So suck it. Yeah. I think that's one of the things about like comedy is like, like it's, it's universal and any crappy time someone goes through, like you can go for a laugh. Like, yeah, I always say like I'm the person that when my grandfather died, as we went to the funeral, as we went to the cemetery, actually, I was listening to Louis C.K. like just to completely break, you know, give myself a little bit of happiness that day. Like um, instead, because ugh, that day is just awful to start. Yeah. So you need a little bit of extra like. And there's there's absurdity even in darkness. My grandmother's funeral was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was. Um she had never been religious ever, okay. but they hired this pastor who talked about how much she loved Jesus That's... and had everyone close their eyes. And if anyone wanted to get saved the way Cass would have wanted, I just raise your hand. I didn't realize that that was a thing at funerals. 
I've experienced that. Yeah, he made a sales pitch <laughs> at a funeral <laughs> for a woman who wasn't religious. But my parents and my grandfather and like her, her sister and her best friend didn't care because they had gone through all of her pills to take the mood stabilizers. <laughs> and oh my gosh. So my immediate family was shit face high. <laughs> and they're like, this is beautiful. I'm like, what, what is going on? What is happening? <laughs> and, and now that you're, uh, that's just awful. Uh, and now right, that but so ridiculous. <laughs> like, it it's is. funny. It's funny. Um, although there, I think there's a scene in, there's a British movie a couple years ago, Death at a Funeral. I've heard of it, yeah. Where one of the characters stumbles upon some pills and it's not what the, you know, it's that, you know, oh, why'd you put ecstasy in a Tylenol bottle? Why wouldn't you? Like, you know, that kind of joke. Yeah, and he does ecstasy and he's, and I think it's Alan Tudyk and he just goes crazy throughout the day. Okay, so you're the head writer on Bacchus, but you've never done a sketch class Class. through Fit. Right. Uh, But being the head writer and being in a room, you've learned stuff. So what is something that you would pass on to someone that's just starting in writing comedy? I, I think a lot of my writing and my process and the way that I approach it has been informed by improv and also being on the radio Okay. because, uh, both things require you to communicate quickly and succinctly, Mm -hmm. um, and very, very clearly ideas so that the audience can get the joke. You can't kind of Right. metal around especially on the radio i don't have a visual uh i don't have a lot of time so right. you really learn how to cut out everything that's not important mm-hmm. so when i'm writing the sketch i'll get the idea but the first thing i'll do usually is kind of figure out the game mm-hmm. like what game do i want to play with this and then here are kind of the beats as they go and then take out whatever's not i don't waste any right. time being doing something else that's not feeding to yeah, the and, next thing. I mean, even in the Mr. 10,000, there's nothing. There's nothing. There's nothing extraneous or unnecessary in there. Like, you know, it's, right. you know, beat by beat, you're clearly going through, which a lot of people don't do with their first sketch. Like, right. Because you, you have to get there. You have to get there over time. Yeah, my my first sketch is like seven pages long. So, oh god! And when I saw that yours was three, I was like, "All right, this is good start." Yeah, all I right. Don't think I've ever written... good first sketch. <laughs> I am good at killing my darlings. Well, I am not I, attached to words. I uh, I have a rule that I've been going through is that my length of sketch is based on how many people are in it, and since mm. basically your sketch is two people, like three's perfect. I love it. I know this all is right. probably. Ian, is this like the shortest, the smallest cast sketch I've ever written? Because I'll show up at Bacchus with like 10 people on stage. <laughs> yeah. 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 All right. like to, but with brought to you by, we only had five people in the cast. Right. So I had to. And now we have who, 12 of us. All right. When you, I mean, so with this, with brought to you by, who would have done what? Who cast this sketch with, with brought to you by? Me. The person, when they got selected, we all voted. So there was five of us and we only needed like three or four sketches. Mm-hmm. Five or six of us. Um, so there were six of us. We only needed four. So we'd all send Casey our top three and then whoever got the most votes, their sketch was in. Okay. Um, and then if your sketch got in, you got to cast it. Okay. So I would have put, I would have made Drew the old guy. Um, 
And I would want to play the MC, I think. Or no, I might have made Emma the MC and I would play Jen. But we yeah. were the only two girls, so right. I guess anyway. Okay. All right. Thanks, Andrea. Cool. Thanks. Thank you. This was fun. All right, Andrea is a super busy person. Obviously, the Fezziwig premiere continues this Thursday and Friday, May 18th and 19th at 8.30 at the Philly Improv Theater. Her podcast with Sarah Carter, Sarah and Andrea Should Smile, is available on iTunes with new episodes coming shortly. She's also the co-host of the Sunday Night Improv Jam at FIT every Sunday at 8.30 p.m. And of course... You can hear her on the radio on More FM 101.1 weekdays from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. My First Sketch is a Philly Sketch Fest production. You can find out more information at phillysketchfest.com or on Twitter at phlsketchfest. Also, for more information about comedy in Philly, head to woodercooler.com. The music on this episode, like always, is by the band No-No, which you can check out at nonoband.bandcamp.com. And of course, like my first sketch on Facebook. This is Josh Hyam. Thanks for listening. Now go see some comedy. <laughs>